0: Stranger Stopping Strangers. This is podcast number 25. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. A uh, welcome back to anybody who's returning, and uh, thanks for stopping by and anyone who's new this week. This week's podcast is with Jill Matlow, and Jill and I met through our mutual friend, Deb Solomon, who uh, thought we would have a lot of fun uh, sharing stories, And um, and as always, we really did. Um, Jill had so many, so much love, and so many great stories that really start, you know, in her college days, her first show in Ithaca, and take us around the East Coast to the Spectrum, some crazy times at G- Giant Stadium, and uh, and end up at Fare thee well. And you know, as always, the stories are filled with friends and family, and and all the magic that surrounds the live dead show experiences. So just so much fun to hear and to share. This week's I uh, was really working for 2017 on increasing my my quality with the uh, recorded conversations and uh, not sure I, I nailed it with the uh, quality range on the call but uh, it is uh, the content phenomenal and uh, just want to let everyone know this is uh, something that that I am working on so as always thank you so much for tuning in Um, to check out any back episodes uh, check out the website at www.strangerstoppingstrangers.com and uh, as always uh, thank you for tuning in Strangers Stopping Strangers.
1: Thank you so much, Stacey. It's great to talk to you this morning.
0: Well, it's been fun talking and thank you to Deb for connecting us. She's been saying that, you know, you're one of her girls and would have so many fun stories and uh and would be a great um, a great guest. So um, so thanks, Deb, for uh for connecting us. A little shout out.
1: I definitely definitely, um, appreciate that and and a shout out to Deb as well. I second that emotion. Deb has been really awesome. The last few years connecting all the deadheads and um, it's really been wonderful. So it's great to meet you, Stacey. You
0: too. Well, and so you write a a blog. I'm going to attach a couple of the the more Grateful Dead related ones. But um, that's, so you guys connected in New York. So tell me a little bit about that and then we'll get into your story.
1: Well, I actually um, had always wanted to go to the Wall Street Get Ahead functions, which I had read about, and I finally reached out to Deb about two years ago, and actually what I loved about her is she does her due diligence when it comes to meeting all the prospective members, and a funny story, I had actually gone over to her office to meet her, and I had to go to the ladies' room, and there was a long wait, and then I had to go to a different ladies' room, and long story short... This tall, thin woman that went up to me and said, Are you Jill? And it was a little bit embarrassing because I do want to make a good first impression with Deb. And I said, I am. She said to me, Give me your coat. I'm going to wait here so you don't get lost on your way back to my office. And I realized at that point that I said, This is definitely a, a an event that I want to go to, and this is definitely a group I want to be a member of. So that's how it all started. Very interesting. And,
0: very important. Cool. I, I, I have to think it would have been more awkward if you were men, right? You know, like, <laughs> meaning.
1: Right. <laughs> you know, it's kind of very sexy women always go to the bathroom together and talk, but I just, you know, I love that Deb was so down to earth, and I think it really set the tone for what the group is all about, and, and I was really excited, and, you know, true to her word, when I did go to the first event, it really exceeded my expectations and And so far, these last two years have really been great getting to know the members and um and i'm I'm looking forward to the next event so it's it's really been wonderful yeah, no, she's so awesome
0: she uh she took my phone call before I started the podcast out of just and out of the blue, and I think i t- we talked about this on the last podcast. I just love people in this day and age that actually have their number be their number and they pick it up you know and so i mean you know in 2017 to get a human being and to be able to connect you know in person rather than you know emails and message boxes and so
1: oh i agree and and deb and deb is busy listen i you know even when i was meeting with her the first time and her phone was ringing and she gets numerous emails but i really felt as though she gives you know her undivided attention and you know, she's very authentic, and I think that people really respect her. So um, I can't say enough, but – and and she did actually – one of the articles that I did write for 50 is the New 50 was actually a recap of the first uh, Wall Street Datahead networking event that I had attended, and I was, you know, I was honored that Deb asked me to do that, so.
0: Oh, cool. And so where, where can we – where can re, 50 is the New 50? Is it a website? Like, how can we um, – I'm going to attach a couple links, but how do we find uh, – the, the ongoing writing?
1: It's actually uh, 50 is the new 50, and it's all spelled out, .com. And there's a search engine, and if you just put in Jill Matlow, uh, you can bring up all my articles. And two of the articles that I have written, uh, one was specifically about the Wall Street dead Ahead event, and my other article was about my 30-year love affair with the Grateful Dead.
0: Okay, cool. I'm gonna attach those to the website, so those will be real easy for anyone who's listening to be able to grab, and then you guys can uh, dig on deeper online after that. So, uh, so let's so let's start about let's let's hear about the affair. Let's uh, let's do uh, because we're gonna play some music, and uh, let's do uh, let's start at the beginning and uh, and hear about this 30-year love affair, and uh, and then play some of the songs that you picked out.
1: Definitely. Well, it, it started in my, uh, in my teen years. I had older cousins who gave me um, two Grateful Dead albums. One was Working Men's Dead and the other was American Beauty. And those were both listened to on the turntable. And it wasn't until actually my senior year at Ithaca College that I went to my first live Dead show. And I couldn't actually recall the, the whole evening, but I do remember I heard Eyes of the World. For the First Time Live, which continues to be my favorite dead song, and that sort of set the stage from 1982 on forward. I made it a point to see a bunch of dead shows every year in different cities, and, um, and that sort of started me on, the, on my journey, so to speak.
0: And you are from Philadelphia, so your your first experiences were in college. But then you spent a fair amount of time at the Spectrum and, and up there. Because when we chatted before, you were saying Rob's podcast really resonated with you, um, with the uh, the Philly Deadhead, uh, you know, um, connection there that people were into hockey in the dead. That was his uh, that 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 was his statement from growing up.
1: Is there, You know, it's so true. Well, I actually, I grew up in a small coal mining town called Mount Carmel, which a lot of people probably have not heard of. And so as soon as I graduated from Ithaca, I actually moved to Philly a week later. And so the, the large part of my um, concert-going years were spent at the Spectrum. And I would usually do the three nights in a row at the Spectrum, which, you know, friends of mine who weren't into the dead never understood why I would have to go the three nights in a row and I think most deadheads, you know, realized it's it's a completely different experience every night, a different set list. And um I would actually go home for some holidays and leave in the middle of them and my parents um would even support my devotion and I would board the bus from Mount Carmel back to Philly just so I wouldn't, you know, miss the the trio of dead shows at the Spectra. So that went on for years.
0: Oh, that went cool. on well, we have some spectrum, but let's let's get into some music because we we picked out five songs, and uh, the first one we picked was as you had you know just mentioned "Eyes of the World" from Ithaca College. So set the scene for us. It's 1982. You're in college. It's um, just uh, just pure magic. Any any other you know just like little little special memories that you want to like you know dive into I'll, to share?
1: Well, I did. It was actually that we. We traveled, I think it was an hour, we went to the, sh- the show was in Syracuse, and I it was an auditorium, which I still can't pronounce, Onondaga Auditorium, and I will say I saved my ticket stuff from that night and from many other shows, but my ticket stuff was only $11, which I think back then I thought was a lot of money, um, but anyway, it was, it was money worth spent, and I went with a very good friend of mine, Madeline, and we, she and I are still in touch, so we will always have share that memory of going to our first Dead show together.
0: Oh, that's awesome! Well, I love Eyes of the World. I mean, it's so hard to pick a favorite song, but my um, I actually picked that song when I did my intro podcast. Which is, yeah, if anyone wants to hunt it down, there's no guest. But the, before I ever spoke to anyone, I did like a little introductory on. Hey, this is what I'm doing. I'm I'm sure it's pretty raw, and uh, I just chose a couple songs from uh, the Boston Garden 19. 19- uh 73 april 2nd because they were playing in boston on the day i was born and i was born in california and i I just thought it was cool you know that the day i was born they were playing in the state i live in now and eyes of the world was one of the songs the two songs i picked were um, here comes sunshine and eyes of the world because they just seem so um they just seem really apropos for your birthday you know like they are you know meaningful
1: to me so and I think those are two
0: songs. I don't know about you, but I never get sick of hearing those. No, <laughs> no. And then it was right before Wake of the Flood came out. so They were just kind of fucking around, getting ready for Wake of the Flood, and it was, you know, like a couple weeks uh-huh. before. But um it's fun how you learn new things. I mean, especially now. I mean, I learn something new every day. And uh so I Hear You, Sister, on Eyes of the World. If anybody wants to know my podcast picks, it is – um I'm eye to eye with you. That's on the. Uh, oh, I the love it! I line. love it. So, right. Well, let's play this, and then um, we will come back and uh, and go a little bit uh, further down the road. So, everybody, enjoy. Back in uh, 1982, with the $11 ticket price. <laughs> now have fun.
2: Right outside the Lazy Gate, I'm winning some more. Not the thought that you're winning, Wings of my long just carry the bird away. Wake up to find out that you are the eye. Jesus is only
3: because We now discovered that you
2: I'm so quiet, it's close on the heels of today. Wake up to find out that you are the eyes of the world. Heart has its features, it's lonely, than thoughts of its own. They now discovered that you are the song that the morning prays.
3: The season to demons and sorrows
2: It's homeland and far to be told. We now discover that you are the song that the morning brings. One has its season to seem with its songs of its own.
0: listening to Eyes of the World, and uh, gosh, I just, I love that song. That's one of my sister's favorite songs, too. It's, it's probably a lot of people's, one of their favorite songs, right?
1: It's really, it's the, it's the best. I still get chills when I hear it, so it's, it's still working for me.
0: And, you know, this is the first time I've heard this version of it
1: when I, um, you know, found
0: this for your story, and uh, it's a really beady version of it. Um, I was looking at like the little comments on the uh, the org, you know, where I get a lot of the music, and it's a it's a real different version than. I mean that the song can go in so many different directions, but uh, it was really fun
1: listening to it because it's got a um, it's very upbeat. Oh, de- definitely, and it, like you said, there's so many different iterations. You know, from Marsalis. There's so many different eyes of the world out there that it's just it's, you almost. It feels like you're listening to a different song sometimes the way it's played. So totally. I still love it. I well, I think this will. is
0: one of the speediest ones I've ever heard. So it's, it's just, it's so much fun because I get to hear music that, I mean, I would never, kn- there's just so much archives that there's so much I haven't heard. And until somebody says, look for this song, I, I wouldn't know it. So, um, you know, so it's, it's a, it's a little bonus to getting to talk to you is getting to hear Uh-oh. different songs. So very fun well let's let's go a little bit farther down one of the you we had kind of there were so many fun stories and you had uh, shared with me a, a kind of a crazy antics moments at giant Stadium so um
1: so tell us a little bit about that night
0: what went down Sure
1: um I actually at this point still living in Philly and connected with two good friends of mine, Stephen and Adam, and we used to go to shows together and they both lived in New York. And this was a show at Giant Stadium, which I think many people will remember. It was July in 1989, and it was the show that people literally jumped from the first level um, of the stadium onto the field. And, you know, in hindsight, I I must have a guardian angel because I somehow, it was, I think, a 15- or 20-foot drop, and I sort of hung onto the rail and just, fell down onto the field, and my two other friends also did the same foolish thing. Uh, one friend unfortunately ended up sort of spraining um, his back, but we were all in the field. I then ran into my brother, who also was there, and it just was like a memory I'll always have of a Grateful Dead show. It was, it was crazy. People were building onto the field, but once you got on there and made it past security, you know, people were high-fiving each other, and it just, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun.
0: So the security, like, once you got down, you were just, it was just kind of like a general mission pit kind of situation where everyone could just, like, hang out once they were down there?
1: Uh, yeah I mean people with security were, they were grabbing people, and okay. um unfortunately, you know, my friends and I were not some of the people that were grabbed, so we made it there and and to this day, you know, thirty years later however however many years later we still talk about it, and it was it was a lot of fun, but again, I think you know in hindsight, I'm just grateful that i that you know I didn't break an ankle or um you know that I lived to tell about it.
0: Yeah, well, they say you know, youth is wasted on the young, right? We have no idea like what you're doing until you look back at it, and it's like, oh my God, holy shit, did I do that?
1: And uh, it's so true, it's so true. And and the funny thing is, I actually had lunch with my brother Lou this week, and we were we were reminiscing about that. He he claims he hurdled onto the field. I don't know about that. I think that there's some embellishing that's going on with his story, but um, it just. It, kind of ironic that the two of us did the same thing. I'm sure my parents would be really proud. Absolutely.
0: It's so fun having a deadhead sibling. Um, I, You know, my sister, she was on the podcast, and she's the one who really kind of got me onto the bus, and my mom listened to it, and uh, and it was kind of, like, horrifying and fun for her, I think, to listen to it, because, you know, she, she, she knew, but she didn't really know, you know, and now that we're, you know, responsible grown-ups, they can... Kind of look back and say like you know whatever, but at the time when I was you know in high school and she was in college or whatever, had they known it wouldn't have been um, so easily digested, probably at
1: the I, time. I know. I, I, I agree. I think when it's in the past, you know, it's fine. They don't have to worry. But um, I, I have since been making some you know better decisions with my life. But um, but I'm, you know what? I'm glad I did it back then. It was it was definitely fun. Well, and I hope your mom.
0: I hope your mom listens, and I hope your mom is, like, equally proud and horrified all at the same time when she hears about what you and your brother are up to. And, uh, and like, and perfect serendipity mention, I have to say this show, if my mom is listening, is July 9th, which is her birthday. So July 9th, 1989. So um, so shout-out to Elaine. Yeah, I, I can't hear the date July 9th without thinking about my mom. So, um, That's so, awesome. So there we go. I had a nice parent Story wrapped into uh, to mom's birthday, so. Uh,
1: I love it. I love it. Well, happy birthday to your mother. <laughs> well, so
0: we, we chose Shakedown Street. So I mean, that's that's
1: always such a fun song.
0: So that's a fun song to to back up a fun memory. So uh, let's go uh, let's go Shakedown on Shakedown Street, and then uh, and then we will come back with uh, with another story or two. Sounds good. Okay, enjoy.
2: The side of the street is dark. We, we, so you Maybe it's cause it's night. And and the dark of the moon Maybe the dark is from your eye. Maybe the dark is from your eye. down no I'm a rock guy, whoo! are shakin' on Shakedown Street Used to be the heart of town Tell me this town ain't got no heart Just got a broke around The thing that we made to Maybe had too much to face. 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 had too much Just so not make it more. on shake down Used to be the, the hardest hard town hard. This town ain't got no
3: heart Just
2: gotta poke around Today. Well, 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 you can never tell.
3: Just stop by 'cause
2: I wanna see. Well, well,
3: well, you can never
2: tell. Ooh, I recall your darkness when it cracked like a thundercloud. Oh, tell me this town ain't got no heart. 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 Oh, tell me this town ain't got no heart. Oh, tell me this town ain't got no heart. Oh, no I can hear it beat out loud. Woo! Oh, shake it on Street. Used to be the heart of town. Tell me this town ain't got. no Shaking on
3: Shakedown
2: street. You know no well, you know street. Used to be the heart of town. Damn, this town
3: ain't got you
2: know no heart. Just gotta poke around. Well, shakin' on Shakedown Street. Used to be the heart yeah. of town. Damn, this town ain't got no heart. Yeah. Just gotta poke around, poke around, poke around. Tell this town ain't got no heart. Just gotta poke around, poke around. Well, tell me this town ain't got no heart. Just gotta poke around, poke around, poke around. Tell me this town ain't got no heart. Just gotta poke around. Well, got no just gotta poke around. Just gotta walk
3: around.
2: Don't just gotta talk around. No, heart. just gotta walk around. Like no, just gotta walk around. Just gotta walk around. Don't turn around. No, heart. just gotta walk around. You just gotta walk around. Just gotta walk around. Don't turn around. No, I just gotta walk around. You just gotta walk around. Just gotta poke around. Well, park park just gotta poke around. Just gotta poke around. Park around. Just gotta around. Just got
3: really around.
0: To Shakedown Street, and uh, I, I'm always shaking after some Shakedown Street with you. <laughs> it's a uh, very, very
3: energizing
1: song. Yeah,
0: no, I don't think I can't imagine anyone listening to Shakedown Street and not doing a little shaking on Shakedown Street. So, so much fun. Well, I want to ask a little bit more about. So that was a giant stadium. So you know, you did spend some time in Philadelphia and uh, and had some great shows at. The, Spectrum. So you had talked uh, a little bit about that, and I this was really kind of at the end of the run. I think this might have been the last show. At the Spectrum was the next concert we wanted to talk about. So tell me a little bit about uh, about your show in March.
1: Sure. Um, I think this was again one of those spring runs, the trio of shows, but uh, one. One show in particular, I was there with a good friend of mine, Jen. She and I would go to a show together and the band started playing some chords and my friend started screaming. And at first I thought, oh my God, like what's happening? Should I be calling the paramedics over? And then the band broke into Unbroken Chain, which um, I had never heard the song before. I'm embarrassed to say, but this was the first time they actually debuted the song. And so that was, Obviously, like a very high point for my friend Jan, me, again, I never had heard the song, and now I do hear it quite frequently, but it was really, um, it was really significant evening, and just, um, the crowd just went wild hearing it, so that was, that was pretty exciting, that was pretty exciting being there.
0: No, that's awesome. It is such a beautiful song, and I, 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 you know, I may have never heard it. I mean, the again, the, the catalog is so big, it's hard to remember. And then, um, you know, there was those songs that people hunted down, and then later on, they, you know, started putting them back in, like Saint Stephen and Dark Shard. I remember, you know, for years, people you know, calling them and, and wanting them, and then them being introduced. And I don't know on Broken Chain if I ever did hear it. I mean, I've definitely, um, the studio
1: version, I mean, it's
0: a, just a beautiful, but um, that's it's awesome.
1: A, it is a beautiful. I have to say, Stacey, now whenever the band starts to, you know, start playing the song, I'm always like, oh, it's on Broken Chain. Like, now obviously I know, but, you know, back then I didn't know. So it's really, it's a great song, really great song. And those are, and again, great memories of the spectrum.
0: Well, let's, uh, let's go into it. Let's play this. And, uh, and, uh, so we'll, uh, we'll play this one for, for Scream and Jen. And, uh, and, uh, and again, <laughs> so this one is, this, this unbroken chain is dedicated to you, Jen. And, uh, and one very rare live recordings, because, uh, again, this was really the end of the run. So, um, I don't have the stats on, uh, if it was played after, but I can't imagine, it's, um, it's very prolific in the archives. So, um, So let's everyone enjoy and, uh, and then we
3: will be back.
2: for the sound But I can only hear the preacher and the man of his town
3: <laughs> We
2: know the sky Oh, I walk upon wonder why They say love your brother But you got to make a try mm mm-hmm.
0: to unbroken chain and uh, and I you know we talked a bit about like some different you know bands that we you had seen and different things but I mean the real next you know real game changer time was when they from what you had told me was when they announced the fairly well so tell me a little bit about your experience with uh, when that came out and uh, and and what went down
1: definitely well it was Stacey, um, as most people remember. That was that was a crazy time for everybody. And I actually, I've never done it before, but I decided to do the mail order, and I decorated um, an envelope. And um, honestly, my artwork looked like it was like from a like a fifth grader did it. And I, but I sent it in. I said I have nothing to lose. Well, I ended up getting you know a ticket for the Saturday night of the fairly Well Run, and I you know, I was beside myself, and actually, I, the tickets came out closer to the date of the concert, but I was so neurotic about if I got a ticket that I had booked a hotel, I had booked an air, my airfare, and I ended up going to Chicago to this Saturday night show, which, you know, was awesome, and, you know, I ran into a bunch of old and new friends throughout the weekend, and ironically, the couple to my left lived 20 blocks from me in New York City, and she and I are now friends. Oh, and I love that! That's so fun. Yeah, I give a shout out to Amy and Hi, Amy. real, and, and Amy is also a member of Wall Street Jet Ahead. And you know, it was it was a great, great night. So the next morning, I woke up, and you know, I had been anticipating this weekend for months. And I woke up; I was, you know, I was so depressed because I was like, the weekend is over. I went on one of those river, architectural river cruises in Chicago, and I started um, walking back to my hotel to just, you know, get ready to head back to the airport, and I was literally a block from my hotel, and I looked up, and there was my friend Jen from, you know, my, my spectrum days, and she was there with her boyfriend and her boyfriend Gary, and we both just you know, we we hadn't seen each other in years, and we had lost touch. She's not really a Facebook person, and we were, you know, hugging, and we just, it was almost like the perfect ending to, like, oh. just be like. I just got, I just a, got the what
0: chills what... hearing it. I just got the chills because it's kind of like the ending in the beginning all at the same time, which is what it, I it think fairly well was for so many people, you know. Uh, it was, it, you couldn't, have, I couldn't,
1: have, you know, the timing of this, like the fact that I was on that block at that time, and, they, you know, her boyfriend Gary was like, come on, have a drink with us before you head to the airport. And, you know, we ended up catching up. And, you know, P.S., we now, the three of us, are meet up at Dead and company shows. So it's, it's like we had lost touch. But I think when you share, like, you know, going to Grateful Dead concerts with somebody, you know, you always have that bond. And we're right back to where we were, you know, 30 years ago. And it's really, it was just, perfect way to end my weekend,
0: so. Oh, that's so cool. No, it, it's it's like, and it's interesting because, like, all the people that you meet, like, the social media aspect, which really, I mean, I probably feel like 75% of the people I have met through this experience have started online, maybe even 85. I mean, there's a handful of people I've met at at concerts and at shows, which is, you know, more organic where you meet in person, but um, but it's like this, it's just so neat how there's this connection, and then it's, uh, but... I don't know. You wonder like who were you at the same like you start talking to people and you think you were at the same places. You were at the same shows. You were, you know, jamming you know, probably parked next to each other, you know, back at you know, you get at this but you and Rob were probably at the spectrum at the same time and uh and me and some people I've talked to, we go down to, you know, like the Cal Expo or Shoreline or stories like that. It's um it's it's neat, and then how you can just pick right back up again, you know, and to make that it's all that you need you know, to make that connection and
1: hang out and you know people don't change either, Stacy, you know, um Jen and I were always very sort of type A like let's get to here on time, like do we have our tickets do we get our tickets in advance and and she still like that, which is so awesome, and you know i um I'm, I was just very grateful, very grateful that that. It all sort of lined up the way it did in Chicago, so I'm, um, you know, it's just one of one of the me- many memories that I, I still have of all those years and you know meeting people and staying in touch, not staying in touch, and just sharing like such a huge part of of my life that was yeah. so important
0: and the magic that brings it all around. Well, I have to ask you. So with the with the summer tour announced, uh, you and Jen, any uh, any plans? Um, what's uh, what's on the docket?
1: Well, we actually all saw each other at the at the last City Field shows, and um, I think this summer we're we're all just playing it by ear, so, okay. but we'll definitely be meeting up. We'll definitely be meeting up. So, um, yeah, I definitely uh, that that will be up. that will be on the book for sure. The City Field. I
0: hope I'm may- I I'm not expecting to make it to City Field. I would love to make it to City Field because I've. Met so many amazing people that it'd be really fun to go to New York, like, like yourself, and, uh, and, and hang out with you. So, we'll, we'll see. I, I'm planning Shoreline for sure, and I'm planning Fenway for sure, and SPAC, and that's a lot in the month of June. Like, it'll be Shoreline, it'll be Fenway, and then SPAC is the next Tuesday, and then City Fields the next weekend. So, um we'll see. I mean, I would, I would really, it'd be really fun, but, um you know, I guess it's one of those uh, to to plan on at, at this ripe age to plan on a you know five shows in ten days is um, that's a that's a bold plan.
1: So, <laughs> I have right, to right. so you know, Stacy, like here it is, like all these years, you know, you know, moving ahead. I still when they come come through town, and I know it's dead and Company, but I still have to go to a show. You know,
3: oh, I can't absolutely. Stop it.
1: I, I'll probably be the 70-year-old, you know, going, but um, I just, I, I can't give it up yet. I really, it's a religion to me, so no. I'm going to keep practicing it.
0: All eyes on June. All eyes on June. Very excited about it. All eyes on June. June is going to be, June is going to be so much fun. So, again, I'm excited really for what I've got planned, and who knows if I can pull another rat or two out of my hat, but, um <laughs> yeah. I'm the ripe can't. age of forty-three with two kids and a full-time job, I'm feeling like Shoreline Fenway's back, and then we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know anything else. So let's I, I think- just tell me about. So what song are we going to play? We picked out a song from Fairly Well, and we're gonna we're gonna go into that. So um we chose Stella Blue, right?
1: We did, we did. And just
0: a uh, beautiful song, a meaningful song, just uh, just something that, that makes your heart smile every time you hear it.
1: I It really does, Stacey. Um, I, they actually had, had fairly well played it the night I was there, and they had a blimp showing uh, the lyrics, all the years combined, they melt into a dream. And mm. it really was like the perfect um, sort of send-off for me. So I... Um, I, I think it's just a beautiful, beautiful song. So um, that—that's what I remember. One of the things I remember from that evening.
0: Well, I think that those lyrics just kind of say it all. So, well, let's uh, let's let's go in and play this, and then we will come back and uh, and do a little goodbye. So uh, everybody enjoy Stella Blue, fare thee well, and this was on July fourth, two thousand fifteen. <laughs> We had talked about the lyrics, you know, before we went into it, and uh, and I want you to share um, the, the the additional story behind uh, uh, behind the lyrics um, and and this meaning for you. So uh, please
1: do share. Oh, uh, thank you, Stacy. Um, well, I when I turned fifty a few years ago, I uh, celebrated with my family in the Philadelphia suburbs. My parents, my brother, my sister, my brother-in-law, nephews, and my mother had. Um, said to me, do you ever get sick of wearing tie-dye? And I said, not really. And she handed me a rolled-up T-shirt, and when I unfolded it, it was actually the lyrics from Stella Blue. All the years combined, they melt into a dream, and it was a picture of a dancing bear holding a birthday cake. And I looked over, and all the members of my family had taken off their shirts, and they were all wearing... The tie-dye t-shirt that they had made for me. And it just, it was so meaningful because it just, it made me realize, you know, my family has just, has embraced the fact that, you know, I'm a deadhead. And even if it was my 50th birthday, um, it just, it was really such a, a memorable birthday for me. So, um, I just, I just had to mention that. So going to Fairly Well and then seeing the lyrics again, what well, just, it was like another milestone. Yeah. Um, and, re- and it was very touching. So, oh, um, awesome. that was another memory. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's so cool. That's, That is, uh, no. That's. I mean, that's a lot of. That's a lot of thought. That's a lot of effort. That's a lot of unity. You know, and uh, to get that from your family, I mean, there's there's so much love there. That's um, that's that's pretty. That's pretty fucking cool. That's very cool. Well, I have had so much fun getting to meet you and talk to you because we talked the other day and we're talking now and and I know we're gonna see each other because you're in New York and I'm in Massachusetts and there's no reason we won't. So um, so this is this is just the beginning.
1: Oh, it's This has been awesome. Thank you so much. I'm so glad I found you through Dab. So Thank it's really you, been, it's been great. It's really been great chatting with you and getting to know you, even if it's over the phone.
0: Well, again, over the phone for now, and I'm I'm sure in right. 2017 I will be in person and maybe at City Field. We'll see that on that one. Or you can come up to Fenway. Well, uh, absolutely. Awesome. The the invite is out there the weekend before. Um, take the train up to Boston because that's gonna be that's gonna be super fun. So. Uh.
1: Um. It definitely sounds it. It definitely sounds it. Well, thank you again, Stacey, for this opportunity. It was was wonderful. It was really wonderful.
0: Well, thank you. And everybody, thank you for tuning in, and uh, we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye.
2: Just a shake of wind. Everybody's praying in the heart of Golden Fire.